Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. evening everyone excuse me about that this is saturday october 2021 
It is 7.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we welcome you from the WCW USHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. This is, of course, episode number 282 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you from the HQ here, of course, tonight. <clears throat> to, of course, bring you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. Also, a complete rundown of what took place here during the week here in the radio network. Everything, of course, from what happened with Raw this past Monday to, of course, what happened this past Thursday with Crown Jewel and so forth. <coughs> Excuse me. And also, ladies and gentlemen, getting you up to date here with some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, ladies and gentlemen, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one 562 Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. It is now, like we said, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and start the evening. Wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> be sure to always check out our, um, our daily uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports, of course, on Facebook through, of course, WCWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation, and our pop culture portion on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment, all courtesy of the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and also, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, as well as, of course, the soul man himself brings it here, brings, of course, all your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays each and every day, of course, starting with Raw Radio on Mondays, and of course, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on WCWS Revolution, and also every Thursday night on NWO. <clears throat> but I'll be bringing it here, of course, this evening. Let's start with your wrestling portion of your history and birthdays tonight, October the 23rd. Here we go. On this date in 1974 in Nashville, Tennessee, Robert Fuller defeats Jerry Lawler to win the NWA Southern Heavyweight title. On this date in 1994, WCW presented Halloween Havoc from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan, in a match for the WCW United States title. Hacksaw and Duggan, as he was then known, stunning Steve Austin by disqualification to retain the belt. The main event of the night was a career versus career steel cage match the WCW World Heavyweight Championship between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, in which Hogan came out the victor after a pinfall. Mr. T served as the special enforcer, and Ric Flair was forced was forced to retire. Obviously, of course, it did not last. On this day, 1995, on an episode of Monday Night Raw, Alundra Blake, of course, Medusa, beat the, defeated the late Bertha Fay to win the WWF Women's Title. A couple of months later, Blaze would famously turn up on rival show WCW Monday Nitro and throw the WWF Women's title belt into the trash. The WWF Women's Championship would be deemed inactive until 1998. On the state in 1999, on the weekly ECW show <clears throat> in uh, Philadelphia, ECW favorites Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman made the return to the 
company, both having been signed in WCW. Whipwreck for two years. Sandman was there for less than a year. Sandman, if you remember, was known as Hack in WCW, by the way. On this date, on this date in the year 2000, Rodney Agat, Agatupu Anoy, known to wrestling fans, of course, as the infamous Yokozuna, sadly died at the age of only 34 years old. Yokozuna was a Royal Rumble winner, two-time WWF champion, WWF tag team champion, and the first six months of being a WWF superstar was only knocked off his feet twice, once by Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the other by Macho Man Randy Savage. He was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 by his cousins, the Usos. I'm not sure if we actually have this video um, in the video in the video vault or not, but there's a video here, of course, showcasing the late Yokozuna's most gigantic victories. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will, if it's not on the video vault here yet, it is part of the WWE's playlist series. We will post that in the video vault a little bit later on here this evening. On his day in 2004, CM Punk defeated AJ Styles to win the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight title in Highland, Indiana. On his day in 2005, TNA's Bound for Glory was held at Universal Studios in Orlando. After winning a man gauntlet match, Rhino went on to the main event to face Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight title. After just under six minutes of wrestling, Rhino pinned Jarrett to become the new champion. On the state in 2006, the 700th episode of Monday Night Raw aired, and in the main event, Randy Orton pinned Triple H for the win. On the state in 2008, TNA Impact is live from the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Kurt Angling, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and Booker T formed a new faction known as the Main Event Mafia. And we have, and uh, we have, of course, two birthdays to talk about here today. Uh, first off, here um, we want to wish a very happy, let's see, happy thirty-fourth birthday to WWE's female to, to WWE female competitor Carmella. And I, if I if Valkyrie today turns. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's see. Let me let me look at this closely. Turns uh, twenty five today. So happy birthday to Carmella, and also I'm hoping I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but we'll just call, we'll just say the name Valkyrie with respect. I don't want I don't want to mispronounce the first name. So happy birthday to to of course everyone here of course today, and we have some interesting wrestling history and birthdays coming up tomorrow. On, of course, WCWS this morning. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you, of course, tonight's uh, pop culture history and birthday reports. <clears throat> As, of course, we will, we will, of course, present this every, just like we do every single Wednesday on WCWS Outside the Ropes. Of course, general pop culture history and birthdays. Also, movies, television, music, and sports. First off, your general pop culture. On the state in 42 BC, Roman Republican Civil Wars, the Second Battle of Philippi, Brutus's army is decisively defeated by Mark Antony and Octavian. Brutus commits suicide. On the state in 1911, the first aerial reconnaissance mission is flown by an Italian pilot over Turkish lines during the Italo-Turkish War. On the state in 1942, 
The British launches a major offensive at El Alamein in Egypt. On a state in 1977, paleontologist Elso Bar Bargorn announces discovery of a 3.4 billion year old one-celled fossil, one of the earliest life forms on Earth. On a state in 1981, the United States national debt hits one trillion. And on a state in 2001, the you know, Irish Republican Army in Northern Ireland commences disarmament after peace talks. To the, uh, one moment from movies and uh, television today, on a state in 1941, so 70, I'm sorry, 80 years ago today, Walt Disney's animated film Dumbo was released about, you know, about the, little, the little elephant, yes. And today in music history of the state, 2015, Adele releases her single, Hello becomes the first becomes the first song with more than a million downloads in the first week, which is actually 1.1 million. Very impressive. On this date in 1091, a tornado, possible T8 or F4, strikes the heart of London, killing two and demolishing the wooden London Bridge. <clears throat> uh, yes, but this was on this date in 1091. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do perhaps some birthdays to mention. Uh, I'm not sure how this person would be. He was born in 63. I think he either was born or passed away in 63 BC. But Marcus Aripa was born on this date. Uh, okay. So. Uh, let's see. Give us one second here, folks. We're just doing. Today would have been the 208th birthday of Ludwig uh, Leichhardt. He passed away in 1848. Today, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique birthday here. I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, of course, featuring this gentleman right here. Of course, I'm talking about the one, as they used to call him, the king of late night, who, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, between 1962 and 1992, of course, hosted the Tonight Show on NBC. Of course, one of the one of the biggest names ever, of course, in the history of television and entertainment. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only the late Johnny Carson. Today, he would have turned 96 years old. Sadly, he passed away in 2005. Uh, so I believe soccer star Pele today turns 81. Today would have been the 79th birthday of author Michael Crichton. He passed away in 2008. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we wish a very happy 62 birthday to the man who takes actual songs and makes parodies out of them. Very funny man, of course, here indeed. Um, I'm talking only Weird Al Yankovic today. He turns and he has a very interesting birthday to talk about here. Uh, coming up here, of course, uh, tomorrow on WWS this morning. Uh, on this date in 1854, English newspaper known as The Times gives precise British positions in Crimea, in, in Crimea during the Crimean War. Some three weddings to 
mentioned in 1918, actor Charlie Chaplin, who was 29 at the time, marries Mildred Harris, who was only 17. On his day in 1938, SS officer Amon Goth, who was 29 at the time, marries uh, Annie Geiger in a civil ceremony. And on his day in 1943, the 55th United Kingdom's Prime Minister, David Lloyd George, who was 80 at the time, marries his second wife, Frances Stevens. Some passings here, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Marcus Junius Brutus, as we said, uh, Brutus committed suicide here. Uh, he passed away in 42 BC. Edward Smith Stanley uh, passed away in 1869. W.G. Grace passed away in 1915. Uh, legendary clothing, I think he's a, he was a legendary clothing designer. Christian Dior passed away on this day, 57. Uh, May Maybell Carter, whom I believe might have, might have been, uh, I think might have been related to, uh, um, to John, to Johnny Cash's wife, June. I think they might have been sisters. I think I'll have to go back and double check. Anyway, she passed away on the state in 1978 and soon my Ling passed away on the state in 2003. And we'll have some other we'll have some other somber birthdays here to talk about here tomorrow as well. Uh, uh, on this date in 4004 BC, the assertion by a 17th century bishop that the universe was created on this day in the year 4004 BC and was put to test in a famous trial in the United States. So then. So, so that's something to, of course, ponder indeed. On this, in movies and movies and television history. On this on this date in 1941, as we said, Walt Disney's animated film Dumbo is released. On this date in 1952, Charlie Chaplin's movie Limelight, starring himself and Clara Bloom, with an appearance by Buster Keaton, premieres in New York City. It was not released in Los Angeles until 20 years later. Later, winning Chaplin his only competitive Academy Award for the for original score. Also, on the day 1953, WTRF-TV Channel 7 in Wheeling, Steubenville, West Virginia, a CBS affiliate, has its first broadcast. On the day in 1954, WSAU-TV Channel 7 in Wisconsin, a CBS affiliate, begins its broadcasting. On the day in 1956, the first video tape was televised coast to coast on this date in 1958 the smurfs first appear in the story johan and perlude perlu by belgium cartoonist uh payo on this date in 1962 wciv tv channel 4 in charleston south carolina an nbc affiliate begins this broadcasting and on this date in 1963 neil simon's play barefoot in the park starring robert redford and elizabeth ashley as we said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the 96th birthday of the King of Light Night, Johnny Carson. Uh, like I said, he passed away in 2005. Ang Lee today, director Ang Lee, turned 67 today. Weird Al Yankovic today turns 62. And actress Amelia Clark today turns 35. So one notable passing here, legendary actor and, and dancer Al Jolson. Uh, and well, 
actor and dancer. He was known for all of that. Al Jolson passed away on this date in 1950. As we said, of course, 1918, Charlie Chaplin marries Mildred Harris. He was 29. She was 17. And on this day in 2010, singer-songwriter Carrie P Katy Perry, who was 25 at the time, marries actor-comedian Russell Brand, who was 35 at the time, at a luxury, at luxury resort Aman Akas in northern India, divorced two years later. On the state in music, in 1890, the opera known as Prince Igor is produced in St. Petersburg. On the state in 1990, Romberg and Adderidge's musical Passing Show premieres in New York City. On the state in 1921, Leo's Janacek's opera Kata Kabanova premieres in Brno. On the state in 1942, all 12 passengers and crewmen aboard an American Airlines DC-3 liner was killed when it was struck by a U.S. Army Air Forces bomber near Palm Springs, California. Amongst the victims is composer Ralph Ranger, who did the, who, who, arranged, who composed the song Thanks for the Memory. On the date in 1961, Amina, 54th Street Theater, New York City, for 32 performances. On the date in 1967, Henry Sweet Henry, Opens at Powell's Theater, New York City, for 80 performances. On the state 1968, Maggie Flynn opens at Anta Theater, New York City, for 82 performances. And on the state in 1969, Jimmy opens at Winter Garden Theater, New York City, for 84 performances. As we said today, we wish Weird Al Yankovic a happy 62nd birthday. And as we said, also Al Jolson passed away on the state in 1950. And Maybell Carter passed away on this day in 1978. And also, to one wedding, of course, 2010, Katy Perry marries Russell Brand in India. They were divorced two years later. Now, let's check out your sports history and birthday reports right here. On your sports, ladies and gentlemen, on this day in 1871, Replacement yacht Sappho from the United States beats Livonia from the UK by 25-27 in race five to win three America's Cup off Newport, Rhode Island, uh, four to one. Original defender Columbia damaged, so it so it missed it missed the fourth and fifth race. On the stage in 1886, World Championship Baseball Series in Sportsman's Park in St. Louis, the St. Louis Brown Brown set the Chicago White Stockings. 4-3 in 10 innings in Game 6 to take Series 4-2. On the state in 1903, the 8th Iron Bowl, Alabama beats Auburn 18-6 in Montgomery. On the state in 1910, World Series Baseball, Philadelphia A's beats the Chicago Cubs 7-2 at Westside Park in Chicago to win their first championship. On the state in 1920, Chicago Grand Jury indicts A. Battelle. Hal Chase and Bill Burns as go-betweens in the Black Sox World Series scandal. On the state in 1921, Green Bay Packers play first. APFA, which was a forerunner to NFL, of course, the APFA game, is to beat the Minneapolis Marines 7-6 at Hagermeister Park in Green Bay, Wisconsin. On the state in 1923, legendary Yankee slugger Babe Ruth 
Magnuson exhibition appearance and a rival Giants uniform as New York beats the Baltimore Orioles 9-0 in a benefit game to for former Giants owner John Day. And I'll say in 1945, Jackie Robinson signs a contract to become a, mon- a member of the Montreal Royals. Some birthdays, of course, here in this in this uh, in sports here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today here would have been the would have been the 152nd birthday of John Heisman. Obviously, that's the Heisman Trophy is named in his honor. He passed away in 1936. Let's see. Uh, Jim Bunning, I believe he may have been a coach or a big-time player here. I believe. I'm not sure. But today he, he was 90 years old. He uh, passed away in 2017. As we also said, soccer star Pele, I believe is who this is, Today turns 81, and of course, one notable passing to talk about here, W.G. Grace passed away on this date in 1915, and my guess was he was a a boxer, I believe. And that's for the most part, ladies and gentlemen, that's most of, that's all we got here in terms of the uh, uh, wrestling of your history and birthdays here, of course, for this evening. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138, I mean, it's our 141364 pound. This is episode 282 of WCWS Power Hour. It is 7.26 p.m. This is Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw here, of course, here with you as the rest of the panel. Way too tough to handle. Our course, taking it easy here tonight. And also, especially there, there of course, are watching very very carefully the uh um, here next little while here of course the uh tonight's uh, special episode of aw dynamite which of course due to the to due to the nhl action of course on wednesdays are playing um are, are having a special edition of dynamite here tonight which i'm sure they'll be going back to that here i'm sure pretty much here next i'm not sure this coming week but in the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and run down everything that's taken that took place here this week in the radio network. Of course, obviously, uh, <clears throat> obviously, the WWE was getting itself, of course, prepared to uh, travel to Saudi Arabia for this past Thursday's Crown Jewel event. Uh, this past Monday's episode of Raw, of course, a lot, a lot of people's opinions did not really, really. Um, Not really, of course, uh, prepared the superstars for uh, for what was about for uh, for their for their trip over and all that. Um, <clears throat> but nevertheless, like I said, they had some pretty pretty interesting action here, as this was going to be the last raw, as we knew it, of course, before they were going to switch things over. Start with last night's edition of Smith. Of course, we heard about some things that took place there. Um, also, of course, NXT as well. There was as they were a week off from the Halloween Havoc event. Of course, coming up here a week from, uh, of course, coming up here this Tuesday. Uh, nevertheless, here there was going to be. Uh, <coughs> nevertheless, there was going to be some. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. A little 
was a lot of action that did take place. Of course, I did actually notice a couple of things here as they were getting prepared for the spin the wheel, make a deal matches that was going to take place. Um, obviously, of course, uh, obviously, of course, you're going to have a, a women big time women's title match between Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose. You're going to have the, the NXT women's tag team titles up for grabs. The NXT world tag team titles. Uh, I'm not sure about any of the others, including the North American title. This was really hyped up here big time. Uh, apparently, it's between the new champion, Carmelo Hayes, and obviously uh, uh, <clears throat> um, Johnny Gargano. And, of course, also Dexter Loomis actually got involved in it too as well. So, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Impact here, of course, hit them for tonight's edition of Bound for Glory. Uh, there was a lot of things that took place here, including, of course, one instance, of course, I can report on that apparently there was a stipulation out there that there would be action taken if, in fact, Deanna Perrazzo was to touch Mickey James. And apparently, like I said, uh, she thought she had a loophole, her being Perrazzo, in the, in the form, of course, of the gentleman Weinhold, who, of course, we knew as Aiden, I believe it was Aiden English, I believe it was, uh, in WWE, uh, actually attacked Mickey James. And, of course, here, and, of course, here, <clears throat> apparently Scott D'Amore apparently saw what happened and actually... Uh, uh, actually told told Weinhold that he was banned from ringside, and and that if anything else was to happen before the Bound for Glory, then she would automatically, of course, lose her lose her, of course, uh, knockouts title. Um, so, <clears throat> but but of course, like I said, all the things heating up here, of course, towards. Which was also going to be the big main event here is Christian Cage is going to defend the Impact World Title against Josh Alexander, uh, plus another lot of other great matches. Of course, are scheduled to probably to, to take place here as well. And I'm sure, like I said, anything having to do with the new what they call the Digital Media Championship, I think may be involved with this. I'm not sure, but we'll definitely have to do some uh, checking in, of course, here on that. Also, of course, last night on SmackDown, of course, also Crown Jewel did take place, of course, on Thursday. Uh, some people were satisfied with it. Of course, WWE obviously was, but a lot of the fans were not, uh, were, not, were, were not as thrilled. They were actually kind of disappointed with all of it, of course, over the fact that, um, for one thing, they actually uh, screwed the pooch whenever, of course, uh, the once again, Roman was allowed to win again and hold on to, of course, the Universal title. Of course, Big E retained the WWE title. Uh, Woods won the King of the Ring. Unfortunately, Zelina Vega shockingly uh, defeated uh, everyone who everyone knows as Dewdrop. Of course, we, of course, refer to her real name as, of course, Piper Niven. Um, I know she's also got an actual other real name, but her, but of course we always have known her as Piper Niven. Uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless, but but, ne but nevertheless, like I said, uh, I mean, 
well, that, that uh, Piper Niven really get, got screwed out of all this. Uh, <clears throat> but but nevertheless, but nevertheless, here, um, of course, Goldberg actually was able to finally get one up on Bobby Lashley. Um, there were some things that people were satisfied with, some people that some things that were not. Of course, actually, a lot of people were very were, were kind of thrilled a little bit here uh, with, of course, the fact, obviously, that Roman was trying to open up his big mouth here, trying to stir up the pot in the situation between him and Brock. But what actually happened was actually when Roman felt, like I said, that he didn't have anybody, anything, anybody else to go up against and 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 nothing left to prove, he decided to leave. But all of a sudden Brock comes out and apparently, like there, as you probably heard, there was a big melee. Of course, obviously, uh, <clears throat> Brock did take out Roman. And I think when Brock was about to give Roman an F5, Usos came out there to, to, to try to stop it and try to once again one up on Brock. Of course, Brock actually took both of them down. And then the next thing you know, like I said, you and they ended up throwing out the uh, ended up throwing end up. Of course, uh, when all these officials start coming out, the next thing Brock was going nuts in some way in so many ways. That obviously, of course, he started throwing out all the officials and everything like that. And then the next thing you know, um, you have you have another somebody else trying to stir the pot here, and also trying to really kind of uh, tick off the beast a little bit. And he did a fine job of it too. And that was, of course, uh, one of the WWE uh, officials here, Adam Pierce. And next thing you got, next thing you know, you got. Him, he, he's come out here. He actually came out and said that Brock Lesnar was indefinitely suspended. And the next thing you know, you got Brock coming out there, <clears throat> actually kind of, kind of, kind of push the envelope there. And the next thing you know, you got Brock actually f fiving Adam Pierce twice. So and then, so overall, so, I mean, apparently, like I said, Adam Pierce actually kind of press buttons here in this case. Besides, it wasn't it wasn't Brock that should have been should have been suspended. It was Roman because, as as always, Roman is always is has been, has been cheating his way to victory. And apparently, like I said, nobody is seeming like that, that is actually a big deal. And they're just simply just letting it pass, like of course, yes, like yesterday's news. Because I mean, it, I mean, Brock Lesnar did get royal on Thursday, in my personal point of view, from, the, from what I've seen of it, Paul Heyman actually threw the Universal title belt in there, the Roman, and the next thing you know, nailed Brock, and then next thing you know, uh, Roman wins, one, two, three, boom. But Brock... <clears throat> and the next thing you know, <clears throat> like, like I said, that would really kind of get someone really, really ticked off here, too. So Adam Pierce should Roman Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce ought to know next time you do not miss with an individual by the name of Brock Lesnar. I will get I have I know I've even said a lot of negative things about Brock Lesnar in the past. But let me go ahead and tell you something. In this situation, in this case, Brock was in the right here in this in this case. And much that really and I thought I would never hear myself say that. 
was in the right. We all know he was. But apparently, like I said, Vince is just going to let it slide. Like he's been screwing everybody else. He's been screwing the pooch on a lot of people here lately. And it would not surprise me at all if a lot of these people, you know, ultimately decide just to simply just simply just walk out on Vince and say, hey, you know what? You know, I've had we've had enough of your mess and all that. We're not going to take it. We've tried to do every single possible thing we can and satisfied with it. So rather than so nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, obviously Vince McMahon is just pretty much kind of screwing everybody else that way to make himself look good. And, you know, before too long, obviously, there's going to be superstars here, male and female, that's going to simply say, hey, hey, you know what? You've done me some wrong, and I think it's about time that, like I said, we just go and just apply our craft elsewhere, and they're all going to simply just leave out and everything like that. I mean, for too long, as I've always said, Vince McMahon is going to ultimately decide to go out there and try to do everything himself. Because that's pretty much, I think, is pretty much in a nutshell what's going on. You know. So, all in all, it was kind of an up and down, topsy turvy week, of course, in the world of wrestling here, ladies and gentlemen. But, but obviously, of course, you know, AEW, NWA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and uh, you know. And I mean, everybody else, it seems to be, like I said, doing the right thing. But apparently, WWE is not really caring that much about the product anymore. And next thing you know, and then, and the, and the next, the next thing you know, like I said, it's all just going to go downhill from here. And they're going to actually have no alternative and no choice. <clears throat> Um, they're not going to have no single solitary choice, but to obviously, uh, you know, they're going to obviously have no choice but, but to find just to shut it down, either that or, or decide to do something else uh, <clears throat> in order to try to attract, or in order to try to attract somebody to their. Uh, uh, Attract some attract the audience here, but if they don't, <coughs> but if they don't, of course, like this, but of course, if they can't, then ultimately it's going to be over with for too long for WWE. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much in a nutshell here. Was is what we got to really got to be watching out for, really, really be really, really be concerned with. So. But I think sooner or later it's just going to be it's just going to be downhill from here for WWE. They don't start doing something very very quickly. And my number one thing I've often said is they probably need to do kind of uh, that might kind of probably you know make things a little bit easier if they I actually just got rid of Vince and see let somebody else run the company and also get rid of Kevin Dunn, get rid of Bruce Pritchard, get rid of John Laurinaitis. Get rid of Nick Khan. Get rid. Of, no, get rid of all these guys who like who don't know what the heck they're doing, and put some people in there who actually know what they're doing, like Triple H, Stephanie, Shane, and all that. 
I believe will definitely prosper ten times more than I've than than, than it has been here in in the, in, in the last little while. But we'll have to wait and see, of course, what actually what's going to happen. So, in the meantime, here, folks, as we start shifting gears here, then we're going to remind you tomorrow morning, starting at eight a.m., will be, of course, our next edition of WCWS this morning, eight oh five eight six one three pound. As we'll be, of course, providing your uh, wrestling and pop culture history for tomorrow. We'll also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be providing you, of course, our lineup for the coming week here in the radio network. And also bring you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So be sure to listen in on all that coming up here, of course, here <clears throat> tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m. right here on the radio network. Uh, like we said, WCW US this morning. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and switch things over to 411mania.com and bring you, of course, some of the uh, wrestling news stories, of course, that we have out here, of course, for today. And, of course, as always, the WCW US Radio Network, as always, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour, of course, also on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, WCWS This Morning, Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, Sports Machine. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to get a lot more of our shows up and going here very, very soon here in the last couple of months of the new year, uh, up to 2021. Uh, and then 4.11 Mania will, of course, be utilized in some respect on some of these newer shows here as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, of course, check out 411 Mania's uh, live coverage of tonight's episode, tonight's special edition of AEW Dynamite. Here with the guys from 411 Mania, of course, we'll, we'll definitely have to say about all the matches and, of course, all the highlights, of course, from tonight's show here. Just come to 411mania.com and, and click on to where it says join their live coverage. Speaking of AEW, our next story here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story today as AEW and Impact Wrestling's working relationship is rumored to be over with after night. Ringside News reports that the work between AEW and Impact Wrestling is expected to be over after tonight's Bound for Glory pay-per-view. AEW's Christian Cage, currently the Impact Wrestling World Champion, will defend against Josh Alexander tonight. A source stated that the partnership is ending after BF, after Bound for Glory. This means that the companies will no longer share talent. It remains to be seen how this news will affect Christian and Impact or the good in AEW. So we'll definitely have to be watching out for that. We'll definitely be listening on this. And if anything does, of course, change with this, we will, of course, keep you informed of that. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Kazuchika Okada is set to have his first United match in the United States in two years at New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that Kazuchika Okada will have his first United States match in two years as at Battle in the Valley on November 13th. His last match in the United States was November 9th, 2019, when he and Will Osprey defeated Amazing Red and Kota Ibushi at New Japan Pro Wrestling's showdown in San Jose. An opponent was not named. But New Japan Pro Wrestling Global's Twitter account says, at 
Battle for the first time in two years, the G1 Climax winner Kazuchika Okada will be in action in the United States, San Jose Civic, November 13th. You can check out their Twitter account at NJPW Global to, to find out some more. If you have if you have any more, you can check out the links on that that tweet from them if you wish to, of course, check, uh, to learn a little bit more about this. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as AW President Tony Khan was asked about on how the deal with the American top team happened. In an interview with Z100 New York via Fightful, AW President Tony Khan spoke about how the working relationship with Dan Lambert and American top team came about and here are some highlights on how the deal with American on uh, with ATT and Dan Lambert happened Tony says you know the way it happened is I never told the whole story before before it's about a it's about a year and a half really a few months before the pandemic at the beginning of 2020 I had, I had a dinner with Jorge Mastaval in Miami and we just talked business we had a great talk they told me that Dan Dan's you know American top team Dan Lambert him, I was like, yeah, from Impact. He was Bobby Lashley's manager in Impact. He did a really nice job. He said he's a huge fan in real life, and that the deal he is, he's like the biggest wrestling fan. I was like, oh wow, really? He's pretty good, good personality. You know, I love to meet him sometime. They're like, would you want to meet him right now? I was like, sure, come over and hang out. So he came over to where we were having dinner, fastest friends ever. Became really tight with Dan, and he lived in Florida. Then through the pandemic. You know, every small bubble of people, and we would have everybody who came to the shows at first before we let the fans in the outdoor seated bubble away from the wrestlers with like distancing and stuff like that. At first, it was really a, just a very small group of people. So Dan came in and took the pandemic test and was with us in the bubble for a while. And he, at one point, he bought a belt collection to show just, just for the historians because he has the world's greatest wrestling belt collection. This brought a a few things he has like buddy buddy rogers belt like all this cool stuff on his personal relation personal friendship with lambert and the success of the angle so far tony says his favorite stuff outside of you know we were like we, were like, we have these we like have we like to have these <clears throat> we have these common interests because dan loves wrestling and football so much He's a big football guy and also the world's biggest wrestling fan. He became friends with me, and then the UFC was doing their bubble in Jacksonville, too. We were basically set up almost as peripheral bubbles. That's how Dana White and I really became, really became good friends because he was set up right across the street from me in his bubble. We were in Daly's place, and they were across the parking lot in the arena. So Dana and I became good friends. I brought him to meet my dad, and I just love him. Dan and I became friends, and then he's such a good talker, and he cares so much about wrestling, and that's where I had the idea. You know, Scorpio Sky's got the MMA background, the men of the year. Originally, I wanted those spoils for Sting and Darby, but they had such great chemistry. I really thought that there's long-term potential with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky, an MMA fighter with a good record, and Ethan Page, a double black belt, which a lot of people don't think of originally when they think of Ethan Page. A guy with two black belts in karate and taekwondo. So I thought that would be really cool 
Apparently, a good top team with Dan to build up as bad, bad A double S's. Then Dan getting to live his dream as a wrestling manager is pretty cool, but he's just great at it. Then you know, we got more and more heat. And that's why I talked to Chris Jericho and Chris and Dan, you know, really could play off each other. And there'd be something really special here. Now it's gotten even stronger. Inner circle's in a great position. Look how look how over over Chris is as a baby face. Jake Hager is a legit MMA fighter. In work in MMA fighters with Junior Dos Santos on Friday night. Across the ring with Mastaval being out there. And now Sammy Guevara is a TNT champion. So it's an exciting time. This story, of course, actually, this story right here just coming in here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story with some impact wrestling news as extra chairs have been moved in the venue for glory. Also, John Burton is finished for now, and Impact is airing specials ahead of the pay-per-view. As previously noted, tonight's Impact Wrestling for Glory is sold out at Sam's Town Live in Las Vegas. Some main seats were sold that chairs had to be removed from backstage areas, including the locker room so fans would have places have, play, have places to sit. The venue said, sent staffers out to buy chairs for Impact staff and locker room to use. As Impact currently filming in Las Vegas for a while, John Burton has finished his run with the company. Of, with the company, it's unknown when or if he'll be back. Burton was one of the hosts on BTI before the Impact. Access TV, where this is bound for glory tonight at eight o'clock, which will be on in about probably ten minutes, followed by the Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory Countdown Show. It'll feature feature Gail Kim inducting Awesome Kong the Impact Hall of Fame, and also the Digital Media Championship match. So we can so a lot of great stuff for Impact Wrestling, of course, here in Dean Indeed. <coughs> Excuse me about that. Our next story right here, uh, once again, going back to AEW, Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. Bobby Fish versus Anthony Green has been added to tonight's AEW Dynamite show, according to Joseph Lee's story. In a post on Twitter, AEW President Tony Khan announced a, a match between Bobby Fish and Anthony Green for tonight's episode of Dynamite. On TNT, Khan wrote the following, We've seen since he signed with at AEW that at the Bobby Fish has what it takes to be one of the top wrestlers in the world. I've also been very impressed with at alternative underscore AG since his hashtag AW debut. So I booked these two great town on one match tonight live on hashtag AW Dynamite. Uh, the updated lineup here, of course, here is as follows two world title eliminator first round matches. First off, Dustin Rhodes will take on Daniel Bryan, well, Bryan Danielson, and Lance Archer will take on Eddie Kingston. The TBS Women's Championship Tournament in the first round, Penelope Ford will take on Ruby Soho, which, of course, once she'll get back at Britt Baker at some point. Malachi Black will take on Cody Rhodes. This will be the third match between them. Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler. And now Bobby Fish versus Anthony Green. And, of course, you can see Tony Khan's tweet about, about the Posting the Bobby Fish versus Anthony Green match. You can see that, of course, at Tony Khan, of course, on Twitter if you wish to check out that.
Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As peace as PCW Ultra All Systems Go results, uh, Jacob Fatu, of course, in the main event. PCW Ultra held their event All Systems Go last night at the ILWU Memorial Hall in California. Here are the results via FIFA. Steve Madison defeated JTG. Juicy Finau defeated one called Manders. Jai Vidal and Matt Vandegrift defeated Class and Lucas Riley. The PCW Ultralight Heavyweight title, Jay Vidal defeated Matt Vandegrift to win the vacant title. The PCW Ultra Women's Championship, Viva Van defeated Ruby Rays to win the title. Ruby Rays lost the championship. The Blood Hunter defeated Two Cold Scorpio. The PCW Ultra Heavyweight Championship, Hammerstone defeated Alex Kane. And the PCW Ultra Tag Team Titles, War Beast, who was Jacob Fatu and Josep Samal, defeat, uh, retained over 5150, who was Daily Li- Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie. You, of course, you can check out, of course, the, uh, you can, of course, check out some of the tweets, of course, made during the, uh, Made during this these event these events here, if you wish to, of course, check those out. But nice, nice graphics here, indeed, of course, for that. Uh, uh, let's see, <clears throat> another right here. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. Ants wrestling killer clown from Logan Square. Uh, event. Of course, they have the results of it right here. Freelance Wrestling held their event, Killer Clown from Logan Square event, last night at Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. Here are the results via FIFA. Darius Latrell defeated Braven Fett and Bryce Benjamin and team of Dave Mask and Missa Kate. <clears throat> And Saban uh, Gage. Freelance World Title Tournament first round. Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown defeated Angela Esclera. Effie defeated Wes Barkley. Alfonso Gonzalez defeated Project Monix. The Bang Brothers, August Matthews and Davey Bang, defeated the Take It Home Wreckers, Bucky Collins and Mikey McFinnigan. And the Philly Marino, Marino T and Philly C. The new Texas Pro Championship, Brian Keith, retained over Storm Grayson. And the Freelance World Title Tournament first round, Craig Mitchell defeated Trevor Outlaw. And there are some tweets, of course, here about this show as well, if you wish to check them out on this page as well. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as the Briscoes praise GCW, say it has that ECW flame. In an interview with Body Slam, the Briscoes praise Game Changer Wrestling, where they will compete for the GCW tag team titles this weekend, saying it has that ECW flame. Here are some highlights. Mark on going over to to GCW. Weird was tag team wrestling 21 years now. 
Tag Team Wrestling, Tag Team Action Baby, and GCW, little known, formerly known as JCW. You're looking at the former JCW light heavyweight champion. We was in Garfield, New Jersey back in 2002. Shoot talking about their neighborhood. Shoot, I understand that. Are we talking about the Northeast Indies? It's the Northeast Indies, and I like how GCW get down. They got that flame, you know what I mean? The, that old ECW, that flame. So Jay, on their plans for this weekend, he says, we coming, we coming, we're here to take the titles. We need to get strapped up, and that's what we're going to do. We can't wait to, of course, see how that all will partake. Our next story right here, folks, Joseph Lee posted this story as Kenny Omega and Don Callis take shots at Glenn Gilberti. Of course, he was formerly known as the Disco Inferno. Ratings comments. Glenn Gilberti, of course, also known as Disco Inferno back in the WCW days, recently took a shot at Dave Meltzer over the way he reports TV ratings. Meltzer explained to someone online that he was told by TV advertisers at 18 to 49 is the number that matters, which is why he changed his reporting a few years ago. Gilberti wrote, people in advertising sounds like sourcing. F4W Online's Brian Alvarez replied, brother, what are those top 50 cable charts, court charts sorted by? Lance Storm added, dude, this is worth it responding to the, to the people Dave does. Don Callis chimed in and insulted Gilberti, writing, Glenn is a, is a professional blithering idiot. Without the internet, he's the crazy guy on the corner ranting at pedestrians. And Omega says, don't forget that he's also at BITCH. <clears throat> and also, um, of course, uh, Disco, uh, Glenn Gilberti posted on his Twitter, on his Twitter, at The Real Disco. He says, not going to be short on content on the podcast this week. A lot of people in this business have completely lost the plot. It'll be fun to expose their ignorant takes. So, so we'll just have to wait and see about how all that will unfold. But obviously, of course, getting Glenn Gilberti will possibly at some point down the road uh, go back to, uh, we'll probably take shots, start taking shots at Omega and Don Callis here soon. Who knows? Blake Lavelle posted this story tonight. As Lex Luger talked about his reaction when WWE bought WCW back in 2001, and also about how the late Dusty Rhodes gave him the torture rack finisher. In a recent interview on Macho Mac, Luger discussed Dusty Rhodes giving him the torture rack as, as his finisher, his reaction when WWE bought WCW in 2001, and much more. And here are some of his comments Lex Luger on Dusty Rhodes giving him the torture rack as his finisher. Luger says, Ric Flair to a minor, but the dream Dusty Rhodes, he, he said, hey, kid, you got those abs and that body. You think you can use a backbreaker? End up being called the torture rack. Our first match on TBS, the old Sennheiser show, was our main stage show, and you had to go out there and do it. I came back. Sorry about that. I came back to, came back, and Dusty said, that's it. That's the finish, and the rest is history. So Dusty Rose, the American Dream, gave me that finish. On his reaction when, when WWE bought WCW in 2001 and Time Warner's stance on wrestling, Luger says, from my perspective, I always had a, a foreboding. I went to bed at 87 when the Atlanta Braves Stadium was opening 
at, at the, all the big wheels for TBS, Tom Warner, all the advertisers and major companies were at this. The baseball stadium hadn't opened yet. We were overlooking it. They invited me as a conversation piece as a wrestler. They talked about all these big ad executives and money guys, the top people at Tom Warner. They talked about the future of TBS and TNT. And this was 1997 during the peak of the Monday Night Wars. They loved our ratings. We were kind of like their ratings monster, Black Sheep. So we were 10 to 15-year ivory tower projections of TNT and TBS and what type of programming they were going to have. Those executives executives did not mention wrestling one time. I went home to my wife at the time and said, first since those executives can unload wrestling, if our ratings ever drop, we won't be wrestling anymore. Ted Turner always said, you're my wrestlers and we'll always have wrestling. For the first time, he lost power as a majority shareholder. He, he was our ace in the hole. I knew eventually if the range dropped, they were looking to unload us. Sure enough, they did. I believe the competition was good, and we may have been able to make a comeback. We were killing them in ratings, and then they started killing us. I think if they were behind wrestling and wanted us to stay, the companies might have stayed separate a lot longer, and we might have thrived again. There was a, that was that was shocked the night the night when it happened because it was so sudden. Big picture wise, I wasn't surprised. Of course, you credit the Macho Mecca podcast uh, <clears throat> um, for, for of course, re, for this interview, of course, with Luger. And if you have access to Apple Podcasts, you can check out you can check out this episode of Macho Mecca, which is their episode number twelve, in which they actually had Lex Luger and also Buff Bagwell join them. Uh, for some talk and discussion there, of course, here as well. So be sure to, of course, uh, be, so definitely be sure, of course, uh, um, check that out if you have access to Apple Podcasts. And Blake Lavelle posted this story this evening as Adam Cole talks about the moment he decided to leave WWE for AEW and the deciding factors in his choice. In a recent interview on AEW Unrestricted, Adam Cole discussed the moment he made the decision to leave WWE for AEW, the deciding factors in his choice, and much more in comments. Adam Cole, on making the decision to leave WWE, he says the weeks leading up to it was just such an, an insane process because, again, I didn't like officially didn't like officially have, officially have making the decision until a few days before the pay-per-view. So much of this was happening so fast. I had a wonderful four years with NXT. I really, really did. My relationship with Triple H was great. My relationship with Shawn Michaels was great. I loved the locker room there. When I made the decision, Rip Baker was asleep. I was laying there in the dark. It was one of the more. It was one in the morning, and I was just thinking about the debut for AEW. I felt like a nine nine year old kid. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I always followed my gut. Lots of times, and followed my heart. My heart and my gut were telling me, "Yeah, AEW is the way to go." Between how wonderful Tony Khan is between how wonderful the entire locker room is, just the whole crew. On the secretiveness behind his AEW debut at All Out, Adam says as far as the actual debut, it was crazy. It was the most secretive I've ever had to be. I flew into Milwaukee the night before and then spent the night in a hotel and then got picked up and we drove two hours to, to or whatever to the venue. While the show was going on, I'm in this trailer all day. I didn't realize how secretive it was until that moment when I was rushed into this trailer because originally I was going to say hi to everybody. I was walking in like once they hello to the crew and they're like, no, you're going to go in this trailer right now. 
I remember sitting there in the trailer and, and in the main event had finished <laughs> and the main event had finished and I'm still in the trailer. So then I start to panic a little bit. I'm like, does someone forget to come and get me? Where am I supposed to go? I don't know what the entrance looks like. Are there stairs? What's going to happen? So we finally got grabbed and I'm passing everyone and saying hello. Everyone's like, oh crap, here we go. It was such a surreal time. The same thing happened to me when I debuted in NXT. I remember in Brooklyn from NXT four years prior. Thanking God, I hope the fans are excited. And I went to the exact same thing with my debut at AEW at All Out. I'm like, they're expecting Brian, like Brian Danielson. People are chanting, yes, yes, yes. Or they're going to be like, uh, Adam Cole, oh man. I was pleasantly surprised that they were so amped. My legs were physically shaking out of excitement and adrenaline. I was so pumped. So ready to go. This all those factors made it one of the best things my my entire career for sure. Adam Cole on the, the deciding factors that made him choose AEW over staying with WWE. Adam says, well, aside from the fact that I had a four-hour and fifteen-minute conversation with Tony Khan, who I had who, who I had met before, by talking to him about pro wrestling and just feeling the passion that he feels about the industry industry was really surprising. And me inspiring, I'm sorry, aside from the fact that the Young Bucks and Kenny and the entire crew and the entire locker room, everyone is so invested in the company and in the brand, aside from the fact that Britt Baker was there, was talent, was very talented and very important to me. But again, laying in there in my bed and thinking about debuting for AW made me so excited. I've been so blessed and so fortunate and in so many different ways in my life to have the privilege been able to do things that I want to do and things that make me happy. And the idea of working for AEW made me really happy. So I said, I got to go for it. I got to follow my heart on this one. So I wish I was a more, it was a more exciting, direct thing that has happened. But really it was me laying there just thinking about everything. And you know, what else, it, what else is really inspiring too? is company growth is very exciting to me. The thing that I loved about working for NXT or ring of honor or pro wrestling gorilla was I feel like I've been so lucky that I've been that I have that I've been on like the upswing of companies and such a cool feeling to be like we're growing <clears throat> oh we're going to make magic oh man we're going to continue to build this momentum and no one's going to stop us and AEW feels the exact same way in the sense of AEW steamrolling the pro wrestling industry right now and man I am freaking so happy to be a part of that you can check out of course if you also once again if you have if you have access to aw unrestricted you could of course i mean i mean talk about apple podcast the episode of aw unrestricted in which they interviewed adam cole you could of course like i said uh check out a apple podcast of course the episode of aw unrestricted with of course their interview as we said with adam cole on here just like I said, you can go to this page where I just read the story and click on the link there. Or you can, if you have Apple Podcast, you can, of course, definitely check that out that way. That's all we have for your wrestling news and views here. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening here this evening to episode number 282 of WCWS Power Hour. <clears throat> but be sure, like we said, be sure to check out, of course, Tomorrow morning's episode of WCWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND. Uh, as, of course, as I said, we'll be talking, we'll be bringing you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We'll also give you a rundown of what we'll take from the radio network this week. 
and also bring you some more wrestling news tidbits, of course, from what, from what comes in overnight, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Be sure to, of course, check that out here as well. Of course, I also encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out some of our Check out some of our, of course, groups, of course, in Facebook and the WCWS table of groups. As we always emphasize, of course, Fan Empire, Entertainment Cavalcade, WCWS Dynasty, as well as Roundup. <clears throat> also, uh, Movie Channel, Location of Animation. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Game Show Alley. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, as well as Whose Lives It Anyway, Home Improvement, Knight Rider, Power Rangers, uh, NASCAR US High Octane History, Motor Week re- re- uh, Retro Review, Cars of the Past, uh, Gaseous Affair, also Women of WCWS, of course, there were some great ladies wrestling matches. Also, of course, our wrestling tribute groups like AEW US, ROH US, NWA US, NXT US. Uh, WCCW US, AWA US, DX US, XWF US, WWF US, and so forth. Be sure to check all those out. Also, the video vault, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of great matches and promos and things of that nature. We'll be hopefully posting a couple more things on there here, hopefully, here soon. So, um, some more stuff, a few things was posted today. So, be sure to check out what we've got on there thus far. You'll definitely, of course, enjoy what we have. What we have, of course, what we have, of course, to offer you there. Also, check out all of our past episodes of the show here in Red in the Radio Network from 2015 all the way up through, of course, here today. Uh, you'll definitely enjoy some of the conversations that myself and other members of the infamous panel, way too tough to handle, has had over the past six years. Of course, from everything from Revolution to Wolfpack to Outside the Ropes to Raw Radio. The power from Power Hour to <clears throat> to uh, of course uh, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, also of course Sports Machine. Every also some of the shows haven't been on in a while, including Top Hill Inc., Attitude Radio, Indie Outlook, and all that great stuff. We sure got all those episodes that we've had here over the past uh, past uh, six years. Be sure to definitely check all that out here, of course, today. WCWS Power Hour episode 282 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. But we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop pop culture connection. Of course, like I said, this morning, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., of course, right here. Check it out here, of course, here, here indeed. Be sure to stay safe out there, folks, as this pandemic is still, of course, making an issue for everyone. Uh, keep yourself safe and keep your family safe, of course, here as well. <clears throat> and, of course, until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWUS Network. Of course, be sure to check out and enjoy tonight's special Saturday night edition of AEW Dynamite here as well. And we'll try to get some insight in insight in insight on that uh tomorrow on WWS this morning. And JD and the gang will have some insight about it, I'm sure, Monday afternoon on Raw Radio. So take care and God bless here, folks. Until then, this is the WCWS, of course, radio network indeed. And of course we will play of course the same 
team object we play for our opener. Of course, hope we can get that up and going here. Uh, let's see what we can do here. Also, we want to wish, of course, a congratulations, of course. Before we go, I forgot one thing I forgot to mention here. Sorry about that. I want to once again to thank, of course, those who did take part in the, w in the WWE's Crandall uh, Prediction Title Challenge. Alayla Peters, Justin Carter, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, Antonio Gutierrez, William Banks, Eddie Garza, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the King Klausman Patel, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress, Henry Rickenbach, George Palmarino, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Of course, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, uh, winning the prediction title challenge. George Palmarino coming in second. In third place, Alayla Peters, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, Antonio Gutierrez, William Banks, Eddie Garza, uh, the King Clubs, Mint Patel, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Fourth place went to the Empress, Henry Rickenbach. Fifth place went to the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. And sixth place went to Justin Carter. We did, of course, award everyone a championship belt. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the first recipient of the WUS Queen's Court, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, who won that sudden death match we had here up until, of course, last night on Revolution, as she got by the Empress Emory Rickenbach and Alayla Peters uh, with three votes. Of course, Anne and Alayla did tie with one apiece. So I forgot to add that on there as well. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network.
and God bless, folks. This is WCWS Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.